All right, so uh, is that all the qualifiers that we have for our top shit? Yeah, I think so. All right, so uh, first on the list is top movie. Oh, actually. Oh, we've got another qualifier. Welcome to Tech Down, the podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. My name is Aaron Comp, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Adam. Adam, how's your new year been? Uh, I mean, it's, it's day two. So far, it has been okay. Which puts it way ahead of 2016. Yeah. Well, 2016 didn't start that badly, right? Uh, Had some steam I, in the beginning. I, I, don't I think know. it uh, it really took a turn that year. Uh, yeah, there there was a lot of bad stuff all the way through. But uh, 20, 2017 is uh, it's pretty good so far. I haven't had to go to work yet. Did you have today off? I did have today off. Yes, yeah, the last day of my long weekend. Yep. So, yeah, just... Uh, Hanging out with the family so far. Um, started taking down the the Christmas decorations, which uh, which is good. It, it's always good to survive the the holiday season, you know. Yeah, it, it seems like such a big build up every single year, and then eventually you just want to get through it. Well, I think it's it's part of getting older and like having a family and getting married because like Christmas, it's not just you know one night and done. Like my Christmas. That you have to go to the extended family's Christmas, and you have to go to the wives, and you know uh, our family Christmas. So like, it turns out the holidays are like a two-week stretch towards the end of December. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean about like you have to get through it, and thank God we survived the holidays. Like, it's a little bit of a slog. Yeah, um, I will say that having a one-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, makes the holidays a whole lot more exciting and enjoyable because you kind of get to see everything through their eyes. And uh, you get to, like, get excited about certain things that you know they are going to be experiencing for the first time or, like, for the first time that they remember it. And uh, they're going to be excited for all of the new toys that they're going to get and see all their family members and dress them up in cute outfits. So uh, I think having uh, having Connor made me enjoy this Christmas a bit more than uh, Christmas's past. Um but uh, yeah, still still glad to have survived it. Yeah, I feel you on that. And how did you guys do, like, uh, as far as casualties go this this holiday season? I actually uh, was brought down by a cold from. Uh, I, I tried to be the cool uncle at the Christmas events, so like playing with the kids, and that turned out to really backfire because they they are like germ sponges. So I like was hit by a cold pretty hard like for the last uh week week and a half or so mary beth also how about your house yeah um so we uh, a couple weeks before christmas actually connor uh got sick at daycare and threw up and had to come home i think we might have talked about this last week actually yeah yeah uh and then i got it after that we actually went out to eat uh together and then had an hour drive back home, and I was starting to feel sick during that drive. Got home immediately, threw up in my yard, um, which it, w- it was snow-covered at the time, and the snow has all since melted, so now I've got yep. some frozen puke in my yard. That's great. Um, and then after me, a day or two after me, it was Cindy, and she, she got the same flu. Only lasted like a day or two for each of us. Um, but then that's, that's basically it. We've uh, escaped pretty unscathed cold wise maybe just like really really low grade colds but nothing too terrible sorry uh sorry about your uh being stricken 
Yeah, you know, it's okay. Like, luckily, we had the long weekend to recover, so I'm going back to work feeling, you know, like a human, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, and we got plenty of sleep also, so overall, I think I'll survive. Um, something, <laughs> unfortunately, I appreciate you uh, um, being patient also, because I ended up delaying recording this episode until the new year because I wasn't feeling well. So uh, I get to ask you, how was your New Year's holiday? Uh, New Year's was, uh, really low key, low stress. We didn't really do anything. Uh, we put, put the kid to bed. I I saw some cool snaps though. Like it looked like you guys had an awesome dinner. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That was special. We had, uh, we had some lobster and steak. We, we stayed in, had a fancy, uh, dinner together and then drank more than usual and stayed up later (laughs) than usual. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, it. Did not wake up with a hangover the next day, which is always good too. So I feel like I I walked that razor's edge of consuming just enough extra alcohol. So uh, it uh, it was good. I I saw you had a, a, a pretty exciting night though. You were hanging out with celebrities. Yeah, I don't think uh, going out on New Year's helped the cold situation <laughs> at all. Like being in the cold. Um, we uh. We had a fun night planned for the holiday. We went to downtown Detroit to the Fox Theater, and we saw one of our uh, favorite celebrities. We love him from Community, but he also has an extremely popular HBO show called Last Week Tonight. It is uh, John Oliver, who is may- maybe a friend of the show. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Friend of the show, John friend Oliver. Friend of the show, John Oliver. Yeah. Uh, you know, my favorite Brit, I would say. Um, and it was, it was awesome. We, uh, ended up having to stand in the cold for maybe like 15, 20 minutes, which, uh, didn't, again, didn't help the cold yep. situation, yep, but like you cold. mentioned, all, all of the snow has melted in the last couple of days. So luckily we weren't like trudging through an icy tundra and then waiting like in the frigid, you know, temperatures like that. So, um, after we got into the theater, it was really fun. They had a great opener. It was, it was like a really funny comedian, but we didn't catch his name. I didn't even know that there was an opener until we got there. So I'm going to have to like go back and actually see who that was because turns out we really enjoyed it. And then uh, John Oliver came on stage uh, and we were we had a high expectations. I think he met them. Uh, I was telling Mary Beth afterwards that... Um, it was kind of special because, well, first, do you watch uh, his show ever last week tonight or catch his YouTube clips? Yeah, I, are... I catch all the YouTube clips, basically. Yeah, that's about what I do also. Um, but his show was really similar to that. It was stand-up instead of, like, a, you know, a produced show like that, but the content was very similar. Uh, obviously, he was talking about the election and how it didn't turn out how he would have liked um, but it was it was kind of neat. It was like having our own private last week tonight episode for just the people in that theater. So it was actually like kind of special a little bit. It was kind of cool to you know to think that not everyone who enjoys that show like actually got to see this special episode of it, like hmm. this New Year's version. Yeah, uh, and kind of cool that he was in Detroit for uh, any performance, I guess. But uh, especially yeah. New Year's, so you got to do something really fun on the holiday. Yep, and then after the show, we took a trip to downtown Plymouth. We went to a restaurant we've never been to before. It's called Fiamma, which was uh, an expensive steak dinner. It was really nice. I think and then, that's uh, the we rang in... main character in Mad Max, actually. 
Fiamma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would probably go over better if I had watched Fury Road. Hey, oh, you haven't seen Fury Road? I know. Oh but, my yeah. gosh. I didn't do my homework from last uh, year's best of movies uh, episode. Yeah, well, get on that. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, uh, after I hung out with that Mad Max character, um, we went over to Mary Best Brother's house and rang in the new year there with like a champagne toast. So wow. we got home shortly after midnight, um, but it was really fun. Wow. That's uh, that's really good. Um, so I, I, these end of year tech downs are always a personal favorite of mine. And uh, I've actually had several people say that, uh, you know, when they listen to the show, these are some of their favorite episodes. So I'm really excited to uh, get to our uh, talking about all the great stuff that uh, that we consumed, that we loved about 2016. Um, but first, I have to ask, uh, put you on the spot. Uh, oh, boy. Do you uh, do any New Year's resolutions? Do I do any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I'm getting a, a little deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we may have talked about this uh, in the past. So this year, refresh my memory. Yeah, this year uh, I have not made a New Year's resolution, and if I remember, I think you have a pretty firm stance against resolutions, also. So maybe you'll be pleased to hear of my uh, lack of commitment. Yeah, I I, I mean, it's good. I think I, I really like at the end of one year, beginning of the next year, to kind of take stock. On the previous year, it's part of the reason that I love these episodes so much. Um, so look back at the previous year and also look forward to the next year and kind of think about what the arc of the year is going to be like, uh, more or less. So um, I, I, I love, you know, looking back and thinking about all the nice things that happened and things that uh, I'd like to improve. And then I have kind of loose goals for 2017. Um, I'd like to, every year, I, I basically want to run as many miles as possible and track them. Um, and I, I'm going to gonna try and do that in 2017. I, I actually signed up for a half marathon with my wife um, after consuming more than a normal amount of alcohol on New Year's <laughs> Eve. So like midnight and tickets went on sale for the Detroit Free Press Half Marathon. So we signed up for that. So we're going to start training for the half marathon. Um, and as part of that, I would like to uh, I'd like to capture all the miles that I'm running so I can kind of, at the end of next year, um, I guess at the end of this year, be able to look back and see how many miles I've run. Because right now, I don't have any idea how many miles I ran in 20, 2016. Um, so, so things like that, basically. But you're right. Um, Overall, I a little bit disagree with the idea of resolutions, um, though I think it's great when people try to improve themselves. I don't think that you need to do that at the beginning of a year. Um, And I think that resolutions are kind of, there's a a stigma that if you say it's a resolution, it's kind of okay for it to fail. And it's just something that, um, it's just a matter of time until you break your resolution is kind of what everybody thinks about and uh, I, I say that's garbage. Just try to improve yourself any time of the year. Try to try to do what's best. Uh, try to make the right decisions all the time. And uh, if you fall off the horse, then you can always get right back on. Yeah, it it actually kind of re- uh, reminds me of the thing where talking about something like gives you the same amount of endorphins as doing something. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, this book I'm writing, oh, it's awesome. Like that feels just as good as like publishing that book. Yeah, uh, you get like all of the 
good feelings associated with it without actually doing the action. I feel like resolutions like have a little bit of that going for it. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm going to do this amazing thing. And then, you know, it never actually kind of comes through because, you you know, you feel good just talking about it. Like that idealized version of yourself. Yeah, 100%. Uh, really good point. Um, so I, I, I'm really excited to uh, hear about some of the, uh, the, the your favorite stuff of 2016. I'm excited to share some of mine. Um, we've got a couple of topics that we're going to we're going to rip through. Um, but first, I had one item of follow-up. Um, I felt pretty embarrassed last episode. Um, you asked me a question about my tailpipes. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's yep. go there. Yeah, so you were asking me questions about my car, and I was talking about my new car. I had only had it for a couple of days. And uh, you asked me how many tailpipes my car has. Um, and I asked if it was dual exhaust. You make me sound like I'm car illiterate. (laughs) Well, how many tailpipes you got in there? I mean, but I mean, that's, that's fine. But, um, I answered incorrectly and said that I had dual exhaust on my car, but it's actually quad exhaust. And that's a big, uh, differentiator between the S3 and the A3. So, uh, basically after we recorded, uh, the question stuck with me. Um, I took a stab in the dark and said two, and I was wrong. But uh, so we stopped recording. I went outside, looked at the the back of my car, and counted, and was very. I've been very embarrassed about this ever since we last recorded. Man, that's that's solid uh, follow up. You uh, you pulled yourself out into the carpet there. I wouldn't, you know, would never have called you out on that. Did you know though? You had to correct the record, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, did you? Did when I you know? saw my car? Did you count the tailpipes? <laughs> and you're like. That idiot. In my heart, I knew it, but yeah. I didn't want to correct you. were too polite you. to yeah. say anything. That was it, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was my, uh, I'm, you know, 20, uh, 2017, I'm trying to, it's going to be a kinder year. You know, I, I can let things uh, fly. It's all right. right. Uh, okay. Let them slide? Let it fly, you know. Let it fly, too. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. Um, well, thank you for that, and also thank you for letting me get the, the quad exhaust thing off my chest. I feel better now. Clean slate, 2017. It's got to sound nice. Yeah. That's the thing. I've seen your car parked in uh, mom's driveway like it's like an Audi glamour shot or something like that. But I haven't heard it like getting on the on-ramp and really like, you know, making use of those that quad exhaust. So mm. that's that's going to be next. Yeah, you'll know. Got to hear that puppy purr. Yep. You'll hear all four tailpipes when, when we go for a ride. Um, all right. You want to uh, dig into our top stuff of 2016? Yeah. We got to give the people what they wanted. In the show notes, uh, this is called the top shit of 2016. And uh, I, I uh, think uh, I, I like it. We'll call it the top shit of 2016. Um, so we've got a list of some of our top things. Yeah, this is, it's a little bit of a departure from previous years too. Yeah. I think this is our third year running, doing uh, our best of lists. Uh, and this year we're going to kind of, do the compilation uh, episode where we kind of roll so all speak. of it into one. Yeah, one monster, awesome tech down episode. Really hit the ground running in 2017. Yeah. Um, so these, uh, this list we've got uh, down here, do we just want to go in order? Yeah, sure. I got my notes. You got your notes. Let's do this. All right. So, uh, oh, I should, I should warn you okay. uh, up front. Yeah. So with like a few minor exceptions, I actually took a very Tiff and Marco approach to this okay. and grouped these into my top four of everything. Oh, you did. So okay. you don't feel obligated to do that. I realized that 
I had like a couple long lists for some of these topics and shorter ones for others. So I decided to be disciplined about it. I'm just going to do four, speak to those, get in and out, not mess around. But also like Marco, there's a few, there's like an asterisk next to that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's good. I've got an asterisk also, which uh, I I could do the top four thing. I've got uh, a couple categories that are a little bit longer than four. Um, and I can just touch on some of the things briefly. Um, but, uh, for me, um, for some of these things, they didn't necessarily come out in 2016. Oh, Uh, oh man. Just things that I, uh, I think you're changing the, the rules here, man. I mean, so I, I don't think so. (laughs) You know, that's fair. Cause now that like I'm looking at it. I, I see a few things where that's a similar case. Yeah. Like uh, we're we're talking about like movies and albums and stuff. And those things I kept to came coming out this year, but other categories I strayed a little. So yeah. the, oh, oh, that's fair. I can allow it. Yeah. Well, so much for letting things fly, huh? You're about no. to hold my feet to the fire on that. You mean let them slide, Adam? Never. <laughs> Back to the same old Aaron. 2016 Aaron in the house. 2016's crawling its way back. Yeah, from the dead. Yeah, all right. So, uh, is that all the qualifiers that we have for our top shit? Yeah, I think so. All right. So, uh, first on the list is top movie. Oh, actually, oh, we've got another qualifier. What? Just a clarifying question. Um, <laughs> okay. So we, I'm saying mine are top four, but they're actually presented in no particular order. So if you're counting Ooh. yours down, or uh, you know, you have some special ordering for yours. Uh, I just wanted to call that out, that mine will be kind of presented as is. Oh, okay. So it's just your top four, but you don't even have a number one? For this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm no rolling order. with here. That's okay, what I got, got for you. All right, cool. That, that sounds fine. We'll do it. Um, all right. So uh, you want to start this off with uh, top movies? Yeah, let's do it. Alternating? Uh, yeah, yeah. You go, you go first. Your top movies of 2016. Let's hear it. Yeah, presented in no order. So I will uh I'll draw from the middle of my list here. How about that? Because it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. So my first fly. movie uh that I would say I, I really appreciated in twenty sixteen came out later in the year, I think around November. It is a uh Harry Potter spin off called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Did you did you see this movie? I did not. I'm thinking that's going to be a running theme for these as well. <laughs> is everything Harry Potter related for you? Well, I realized, it, well, it's either, I, I'm not going to do spoilers, but you'll see there a theme to my movies, yes. Ooh, but okay. I, what I realized looking at my list is that there's going to be very little duplication for our Oscar episode <laughs> down the road when we talk about all the movies uh, um, for the Golden Globes or, hmm. you know, the, you know. Those sort of award movies. These okay. not going to be those. Okay. So that that's my first one, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Mary Beth and I actually are in the middle of rewatching all the Harry Potter movies because I got her the box set for Christmas. Um, and those are like her go-to sick movies. We're both big Potter heads. Um, so we went ahead and uh, saw Fantastic Beasts when it came out. And uh, I think it was... Um, Really, it was great, but not fantastic, is what I would say. I wouldn't put it on the same level of Harry Potter, but it was really good. I think it can stand on its own. You don't need to see or read any of the Harry Potter books or movies before going into this. You can enjoy it on its own. Um, 
it kind of like is a neat spin on it where they take a lot of the the themes and just magical environment from the Harry Potter movies and kind of time shift it back up to the like 20s I believe it takes place in in America and that's kind of cool so it's a little bit of a period piece it's a little bit of a fantasy film and there's really good actors in it so we both liked um um forgetting the movie Eddie Redmayne was in last year that I think was in both of our uh, top movies list. Yeah, the, the Stephen Hawking for one. It. I forget what yeah, it was called. Yeah, that's too. right. Theory of Everything, was yeah, that yeah. it? Yep. Yeah, so Eddie Redmayne is the main character in this, and Colin Farrell's also in it. I think Helena Bonham Carter was in it as well. Bonham. It's a really, sol- yeah, really solid uh, cast, um, really good uh, environment, and just like, uh, again, it was a neat spin on the magical world that Mary Beth and I really enjoy. All right. Uh, so let's see. F- format uh, question uh, or comment. I think if we yeah. talk about all of our uh, picks for a-, a similar period of time that we gave to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, we'll be here all night. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you just want to rattle them off? Yeah. Yeah. A, a little bit with you're, maybe like, you're a right. Bit we of do commentary. have, you're right. I'm thrown from this, uh, this switch up in formatting. I'm used to having an entire like okay. episode to dedicate to movies. You're no, you're right. We can, uh, we yeah. can keep it to the, uh, let's do the Twitter version. Yeah. Let's let it flush. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're going to okay. fly like a penguin, man. All right. So, and also, I I don't think that we'd be able to go. Uh, is it okay if we don't go back and forth, and, and you just kind of go through your top four? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. I can uh, throw the other three. All right. All right. So uh, next up on my list after Fantastic Beasts, I have Marvel's Doctor Strange. Oh, was really good, and not my only uh, Marvel movie on the list either, because I also have Captain America: Civil War. Nice. Uh, you want to hear something fun? Um, yeah. Both of those movies are on my top top of 2016 list as well. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm actually a little surprised by that. I uh, That's nice to hear that we have some common ground. I, I thoroughly enjoyed both those movies. Nice. Uh, um, I actually saw uh, Doctor Strange uh, alone in a theater, which I, might be the first time hmm. that I've ever gone and saw a movie in the theater alone. I had like a day to kill in Salt Lake City, and my wife had uh, gone back home. So went and saw Doctor Strange. You picked a good movie to see. Yeah. Well, so I uh, was going to see Arrival, which I think is going to be nominated for Oscars. Um, still haven't seen that yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange was fantastic in the in the theaters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so I had those two Marvel movies uh, and my last film on my top four here. Uh, is actually another Disney movie, which is the animated film Moana, which for the longest time, up until I was watching the movie, I thought it was pronounced Mona. It's not. It's uh, Moana. And that was a great, great, uh, great animated movie. Uh, I'm jealous that you got to see that. That's on my list of stuff I'd like to see very soon, too. Music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're right. Yeah. And uh, as sung by The Rock. Yeah. Uh, but you can't appreciate the Lin-Manuel Miranda because you haven't uh, really been listening to Hamilton yet. Right, yeah. yeah. Maybe 2017 is my year. There you we'll, go. We'll see Hamilton. I finally will be able to listen to the album. 
All right, so that that is my top four movies of 2016, man. What do you got for me? Excellent choices. Uh, so like I said, I have uh, – so for my list, I actually have like a list of my favorites, and then I do have a number one selected. Um, so no pressure on you to pick pick a favorite, but that's just the way I set it up. Um, so on my top movies, I've got Civil War as well. Um, I've got Doctor Strange. Um, also, The Force Awakens is on there. Oh, so that one I think is kind of bending the rules. I think it came out Christmas Day last year. Yeah. Because Mary Beth said the same thing, and I was like, I think it was December of last year. And I might be wrong about that, but no. it was like right on the edge. Yeah. No, I I think you're right. Ha! I mean, I, I saw it in 2016. So. Well, as we as we clarified up front as well, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's not a. It doesn't matter. A, not an invalid choice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I I just thought it was a really really good movie, and I was really happy with it. Um, also, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't see that, but everyone's telling me how good John Goodman is. Yep, absolutely uh, fantastic and completely different from what I expected, I think, and different from Cloverfield. Um, I saw The Nice Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. Also really really good, one of my favorites. Um, But my number one movie of 2016 was actually one that I've seen very, very recently in the theaters. Uh, my wife and I went to see uh, La La Land. I'm jealous. Yeah, that's uh, Ryan Gosling as well and Emma Stone, and it's uh, it's kind of a musical, and there's tons of songs and, and dancing, and uh, it's just shot really well. The music is amazing. I've been listening to the soundtrack pretty much since we went and saw the movie. Um, and uh, I, I think... Between this and Hamilton, it might be time for me to just admit that I uh, just have a thing for musicals. Really well done musicals. But yeah, La La Land, I'd say, uh, number one movie of 2016. Wow. All right. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned on a previous episode of Tech Down, like uh, two weeks ago, uh, like right before a pretty bad snowstorm over the weekend, Mary Beth and I had bought tickets to go see La La Land. Uh, at like a specific theater because it had a limited opening and we ended up having to refund our tickets uh, because of the weather we didn't make it out to the theater it was like in royal royal oak which is like a half hour drive so we did not brave the elements to go see it but now i'm really regretting it uh one because it's a ryan gosling film and everyone loves ryan gosling but two because it's your top movie of 2016 all right so i'll definitely have to see that Yeah. yeah snow gods willing You'll yes. make it out there to Royal Oak I, one of these days. I mean, winter's over, dude. Like, it's spring <laughs> right now. I've, the birds are coming home. Like, yep. there's no problem. Global yep. warming's great. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Okay, uh, so that's our top movies. Uh, you want to move on to top TV shows? Let's do it, man. All right, I want to hear your top four. All right, so what I got for you, I'm going to start at light. Uh, this is actually kind of interesting because I didn't watch a lot of it, but uh, it very similar to last week tonight. I caught um, a couple clips on YouTube, and that was kind of like the routine I settled into because I don't have cable. But I really uh, had an appreciation for last week, or uh, I'm sorry, Late Night with Stephen Colbert, which was, uh, yeah, he inherited from um, Letterman, uh, the band I really appreciate. I think it's good. I really like Stephen Colbert. I think he had a good perspective this election season. So um, that is the, like, 
surprise wildcard pick from my TV show list. Hmm. The other three choices I have, Netflix's Stranger Things. I also have Netflix's Kimmy Schmidt Season 2, my favorite comedy of the year. Mm. And then my uh, last pick, which, disclaimer, I have not finished. Two episodes left to go, uh, HBO's Westworld. Yeah. So there's there's still two episodes. Maybe they ruin everything and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Seems like other people like that one. Oh, man. I can't believe that you've... It seems like you've been sitting on these last two episodes for a while. Yeah. You're right. It's the holidays, man. Oh, yeah. And you've been sick. And uh, your wife's been sick, so it's understandable. Harry Potter's not watching itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. R- really, really good list. Um, I agree with uh, with Westworld. That is on my list as well. Just fantastic. Seemed to come out of nowhere for me. And then everybody was watching it, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, also Stranger Things, I think, uh, that also came out of nowhere for me. Um, brand new show in, uh, in, in the year and just knocked everybody's socks off. Everybody watched it, it seems like, and, uh, just really, really well done. You see those kids everywhere now. Yeah. It's like the show of the summer. Yep. Um, I bent the rules again and, uh, threw Fargo, shout out to Fargo, (laughs) On my TV show list. Second year running, I think. Uh, well, yeah. So season two of Fargo actually came out the end of 2015 as well. Um, but I have thought about season two of Fargo uh, pretty much constantly since since I saw it. And it it's wow. just really, really... You, you didn't see any Fargo? No, we got, uh, I think, two or three episodes into season one. Uh, and you weren't feeling it? We, I mean, we just leave a trail of like half-watched TV shows behind us. I think yeah. we could double back and watch that one. Yeah. It, it was good, but a little, uh, it was like a slow burn in the beginning. Um, yeah, season two, some some shit goes down. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's Fargo. Um, so Kimmy Schmidt is a really good show. I like it as well. Um, but I disagree that it is the best comedy on television right now because I think Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is the best. Uh, oh man, comedy. yeah, that is a really good one. Yeah, for sure. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think I said is my favorite comedy, but if I said it's the best one, you're right. It's got some pretty stiff competition. Mm-hmm. Um, this last latest season, it feels like they're jumping the shark a little bit, but uh, the the end of the previous season was really really good. Um, so that's on my list. Um, I've also got Better Call Saul. The uh, oh. the the spinoff from Breaking Bad. I think that uh, Bob Odenkirk is fantastic, and it uh, it does a great job standing on its own. And I can't wait for the next season to start up. Um, those are all on my list. Um, but the number one TV show, um, I, I think I would say by far still, even though all those other shows were great, is Game of Thrones. I don't think that you know that's that's uh, any... a solid choice. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, I omitted that one. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. A little bit. There's just so much hype around uh, around that show every season, and the final uh, th- there was some stuff that goes like the stuff with Hodor that happened this last season. Yeah, and the Battle and John, of the Bastards. Yep. Uh, there was it was basically like a hour long superb uh, like just a war scene that was really well. It was just really, really good uh, this past season. So Game of Thrones, my number one. Solid, solid choice. 
Thank you. Um, all right. So that puts TV shows to bed. Uh, let's talk music a little bit. Yeah. I would love to hear your top four albums of 2016, whether or not right. they actually came out in 2016, of course. So I kept uh, uh, to the theme of having having only uh, albums that were released in 2016 on my list. But uh, there was there was a ton of music that I appreciated outside of that. So the an album that didn't make on my list that now that you know we've clarified the rule uh, and I would throw on there, I was in love with the 1975's last album. They had one that came out this year, but I really appreciated the one that came out I think last year or two years ago. It's called the 1975. Yeah, it was just a fantastic album. It's like. Album of uh, the year for me, but um, that one is not in my top four. So the ones I have here, uh, I have Death of a Bachelor by Panic at the Disco. Oh, man, that's so good. Really, really good pick. It's like Mary Best, by far, Head and Shoulders' favorite album. Next one I have is Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, which was like, this one was strange to me. Like I was expecting a rap album, and that is not what that album is. Like, That's his most like recent gospel, one? yeah, like folk album. Like it's kind of it's kind of out there. But after repeat listens, I'm getting in. Really, I, I need yeah. to give it more of a chance. I think I, I I wrote it off completely. Yeah, it's it's weird. I uh, I consider it Childish Gambino's Yeezus, like how uh, Kanye has his like really abrasive album. It's kind of like that. The next one, Mary Beth will vouch for. I listened to it all summer long, and I have no regrets about it. It was Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion Side B, Dude. which is an EP. Dude. Did you listen to that album? Carly Rae Jepsen is legit. Like, oh, my yeah, God. I listened to this. Uh, it came out earlier in the year, right? It did. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I never listened to the Emotion album. Like, I just... I don't know. Like I saw like under new music or something, Carly Rae Jepsen's EP. And I'm like, Oh, I'll listen to that. And I loved it. Like I fell in love with it. It's amazing. Well, I, I don't think I've listened to this EP, but I did listen to emotion a ton. It has yeah. good songs on it. Maybe I l- need to listen to uh, the, you said it's the B sides. Yeah. Side B it's called. Yeah. Everyone needs more Carly Rae Jepsen in their life. So we should do an album. Swap. She's just fun. Yeah, definitely. I love that Tom Hanks video that she does. Yeah. The last uh, album I have on here is a little interesting because it was scheduled to come out like two weeks from now, but the artist decided, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to stealth release it on um, uh, Christmas Eve. So they dropped it unannounced. Uh, it was available to download, and it like totally threw a wrench in my like top albums list because I like had to quickly listen to it and listen to it over and over again. And I really, really liked it, but it's only been out for like a week at this point. And that is uh, Run the Jewels 3 by Run the Jewels, which is like just such a awesome, like high energy rap album. Hmm. I, I have not heard of Run the Jewels. I think I need to check them out, though. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I'll have to cherry pick some songs to send your way. Uh, the last thing that is not an album, but I wanted to talk about a little bit is uh, those those four stand apart from most of the music that I listened to this year because a big driver for my music discovery has been Spotify, actually. Either mm-hmm. their uh, Discovery Weekly playlists, which I listened to a ton like for the first half of the year. They also came out with their release, uh, I think it was Release Radar feature, yeah. which is still kind of like tailored towards you, like artists you like. Discovered a lot of really great music through those. 
so like most of the music that I uh, really listened to a ton, um, I discovered through Spotify and most of it was like artists I'd never heard of before from albums I've never heard of. Uh, and I really appreciated that. So, um, what I did was every, for like the first half of the year, every time I'd get a discover weekly playlist, I would listen through, take my best song and put it in a separate playlist that I'll send to you, Adam. So you can include in the show notes, but it's like, uh, at this point, 20 or 30 something songs. Um, and I think it's a really solid playlist. And again, it's all from, uh, Spotify and all like music that I had never heard of before is recommended to me. So that is not an album, but I definitely want to throw that out there too. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Do you have any, uh, what, what is it? Steal the jewels? Uh, run the jewels, run the jewels. Do you have any run the jewels on there? Do, do I? Nah, no, I don't think so. You know, what got me into run the jewels is Silicon Valley. They use a few of their songs in the end credit scenes, oh. like just the really like hard rap music. Okay. So if, if any of those stand out to you, those, a lot of those are run the jewels. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, I'm excited about your playlist and I'm excited about Run the Jewels. Sounds really good. Um, for me, looking at my list now, um, it, it's funny that you specifically mention using Spotify to find new artists um, because I do that too. But pretty much everything on my list of top albums of the year is um, bands that uh, have been around for a while. Um, so the, the one exception though is, uh, also a exception to our 2016 rule because this album came out in 2015, but I listened to it all 2016 and I am friggin' obsessed with it. And it is the Hamilton original cast recording. I didn't get into Hamilton until 2016. So I feel like I'm not even really cheating that much. Um, but so, so, so good. I listened to a podcast about Hamilton that went track by track through the original cast recording. Um, I've read genius notes about every song. I've listened to the remixes. Um, it, I I just think it's fantastic. Only thing that I haven't done is go and see Hamilton uh, in the theater, <laughs> but uh, hopefully I'll be doing that pretty soon. Um, And then other than that, I've got... Uh, an album by a band that I've been listening to since I think like my freshman year of college, Seosin. Oh, they had an album out this year? Oh my gosh, yeah. So uh, Seosin actually, if you're not familiar, which you're probably not because they're a pretty obscure band unless you're into like pop punk in the uh, early 2000s, they put out a EP with a singer and it was really, really good. And then, like, the band broke up a little bit, and the singer went off to do other things, and they brought in another singer. And they put out a couple of full-length albums, and uh, nothing was ever really as good as that uh, one EP that they put out. You say, I think they got better. You think they got Well, uh, in my opinion, nothing was as good as the EP. So this, they, like, broke up with their new singer and went back to the original guy which uh i was super super excited about i know a lot of other hardcore seosin fans were really excited about and uh they put out this album which uh was really really good i liked it a lot um a similar thing happened uh lead singer shakeup wise with uh blink 182 where uh i, I never really liked blink 182 um 
but they put out an album this year, which completely blew me away, and I'm listening really good. This is like the best thing that Blink-182 has ever done. And uh, come to find out that uh, Tom DeLonge, who I think is a big part of the reason that I didn't like Blink-182 previously, yeah. um, had left the band and gotten replaced by Alkaline Trio's Matt Skiba. Oh. Um, which Alkaline Trio is one of my all-time favorite bands. And so uh, having So this Matt, album is recorded with him instead of Tom? And Tom's yeah. no longer in the band? Yeah. Wow, huh. Yeah. Um, and so uh, since Tom, one of my least favorite parts of Blink-182, he's gone. And he's replaced by, uh, you know, this Alkaline Trio guy. This strict upgrade in my book. <laughs> and uh absolutely one of my favorite uh or definitely my favorite blink 182 album i forget what it's called like california something i don't remember um and then uh oh one other surprise pick my favorite albums of the year uh i gotta come clean i really like the justin bieber album i thought he he did a really good job um and uh it, it's just really enjoyable chill music yeah there's some good songs on that album yeah um but none of those are my favorite my favorite album i would say by far which came out a month or two ago um is the new uh bon Iver album uh called 22 i believe it's something like 22 a million i should have wrote down the album titles and not just the artists um but i have liked every single uh bon Iver album i've loved every single bon Iver album it's one of my all-time favorites um, this one took a while for me to warm up to since it's such a departure from the stuff that he's done before, just like, uh, you were saying how childish Gambino, um, you, you know, it's obviously way, way different. His, his latest album is way different from them from anything else he's done before. Um, this one is, uh, very like everything is auto-tuned and the instrumentation is kind of crazy. And I know that, uh, Bon Iver has, He's done some collaborations with Kanye in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you listen to Kanye a whole lot more than I do. Um, and it's I can primarily where I hear my bone of air. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That's basically how I hear my Kanye is through bone of <laughs> collaborations. You got bone of air in my Kanye. <laughs> um, but uh, so even though I can hear things that remind me very, very much of Kanye West, who I don't like pretty much at all. Um, I love the sound when it's applied to Bon Iver. The entire album is just super, super strong. It has a couple of songs that just blow me away every time I listen to them. So uh, yeah, Bon Iver's uh, 22, a million, my album of the year. Wow. Would you say that's a good album to like listen to to get started with Bon Iver? Or would you say start earlier in uh his their discography yeah i don't know i mean if you like acoustic stuff then i would say start with uh earlier albums if you like uh synthesizer kind of electronic drum beat auto-tune stuff a bit more then uh maybe check this one out might be more your speed cool cool um so that is albums um, you want to get started with our top video games of 2016? Yeah, I mean, this is 
lots of fun. I'm having a good time so far. Let's keep the ball rolling. All right. So I have a PlayStation 4. That's going to be another recurring theme for uh, this section of my top four. So uh, first one I have on here is uh, Uncharted 4, which is actually the first and only Uncharted game I've played, but it was amazing. It was like a action movie that you ha- you get to control. So that one is uh, definitely a favorite of the year. Uh, the next one is one of those, um, you know, sort of cheating uh options that i said yes. i was kind of invoking marco <laughs> with love those so it's it's not a game per se but <laughs> i would say my next one is you need a uh, budget <laughs> next one is the playstation vr which i was super excited about all year i put a pre-order in back in march and i finally got it i think in september or october somewhere around there maybe even november um but there's no like one killer game for it. It's just like a really cool proof of concept with like some neat experiences. So some of the favorite things that I've played on that are Robot Rescue, which is just like a little included demo game. And then I did buy the Batman VR game, just kind of like based on the Arkham characters. Uh, and those are both really, really cool experiences. Uh, the first one, Robot Rescue, is what I show everyone uh, when I first demo them VR. And then the Batman game is like the most polished experience that I've had uh, using VR. I'm I'm so jealous that you have the PlayStation VR. Did, did you see? Oh, you did see that I got to play a Vive actually. Yeah, I saw that. Was it a Vive or an Oculus? It was a it was a Vive. Um, it nice. Was, it was a friend of the show, George Hotellings. Um, shout out to George. Um, and it has gotten me super, super excited about getting the PlayStation VR. I'm so jealous that you have Dude. one. Um, it, it, I just got to save my pennies. That's right. You got, you can come uh, visit mine for sure. All right. And now, uh, my next two are actually not PlayStation related, but there's another common thread running between them. The first one is Pokemon Go, which was the game of the summer in my opinion millions of people played it very quickly dropped uh but this one was like noteworthy to me i don't play it a ton anymore but it left a big impression uh on me and the second one also a mobile nintendo game which is mario run just came out a few weeks ago mario run made your list yeah nice it it made my list as well okay all right so let's jump into yours what you got for me so uh, Mario Run, which I actually just purchased the full game, and uh, so I completed all of the levels, I think today, actually. So now Congratulations. I have to, thank you. So now I have to go back, and not only do I have to um, collect all of the special coins on all of the levels, but I uh, I have a couple of friends on Mario Run, which you and I should friend up. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't yet. Um, Maybe we and, can like share friend codes or something like that. Oh yeah, that's why we haven't because it's a pain in the ass to do that. <laughs> um, but so I have to collect all these special coins and then I have to beat all of my friends' high coin scores for all the levels as well. Which I, I am uh, Mario Run friends with friend of the show John Schultz, and he, uh, he I, I don't know if he has already collected every coin in every level, but Holy it crap. seems like he's really close. Yeah, he's got really high scores. Uh, so yeah, Mario Run. Um, I got a PlayStation Four just a couple of months ago, and so um, I was able to play Overwatch for the first time in 2016. Yes, yeah, Blizzard game. Yeah, which I am a huge, huge Blizzard fan. Um, 
basically all the games that I play are uh, Blizzard games. I was really excited about Overwatch, and it's uh, it's really good. I haven't put a ton of time into it yet, um, but I uh, it, it's still on my radar and something that I want to spend some more time on, um, but it's really, really good. Um, Rocket League also, uh, I think came out before 2016. Pretty sure that it did came out multiple years ago. I had to check this one cause I had it on my list. It came out July of 2015, but like you said, you just got your PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and oh, but you were playing it on steam a little bit first, right? Yeah. But that was definitely in 2016. So 2016 was the year that I got into Rocket League. So much fun. Um, I, I always say that the, one of the worst things that happened to my productivity is I got good at Rocket League (laughs) because when you're good at that game, like you don't want to do anything else. Um, so that was really good. Um, also on my list, I have inside, which is, I, I think I talked about on a previous episode. Um, it's by the same guys who did limbo. Um, so it's basically limbo with, uh, everything turned up to 11. Um, it's got uh, a cooler story. It's got better graphics. It's uh, just really thoughtful, really fun, really short playthrough. Um, loved Inside. Um, but then my number one game, um, which again, not one that got released in 2016, but by far the game that I played the most. Um, I've talked about it a million times on this uh, on this podcast already, uh, and that's Hearthstone. Um, a couple of expansions came out in 2016. Um, I, I get them all. I like pretty much every day I'll try to play a game or two, um, whether it's before I go to bed or maybe sitting on the toilet. Um, <laughs> I'm never sharing your iPad. It is just so, so, so good. And, uh, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say that hasn't been said. I love Hearthstone. Did you, uh, spend much money on card packs this year? Uh, yeah, basically whenever a new, uh, card pack expansion comes out, my wife and I will, uh, buy a few packs. I think we spend like 15 bucks and buy some packs so we get to some of the new cards to play with. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Nice. Solid choices, man. Thank you. Uh, you as well. Um, so that is video games. Um, I'm really excited about this next category. And that is our top apps of 2016. Yeah, so uh, I mentioned some great apps that were also video games, Mario Run and Pokemon Go. Uh, these apps that I have on here, it's really hard to think of like new apps. So I did stick to that kind of well. Uh, some of these definitely have been around for a while. So yeah, my first same. one, uh, you turned me on to as a replacement to um, Alien Blue, which is a Reddit client. It is Antenna, which is an app that uses gestures uh, very similar to Snapchat. And once you become a Snapchat user, it's hard to go back to uh, UIs that don't behave in a similar way. So Antenna, big fan of, and thank you for the recommendation. Of course. Next one I have on here is the Google-owned navigation app Waze. Uh, Waze has been around for years, and I've been aware of it, but I was turned off by um, the gross, what I perceived as like a gross user interface. Like it almost looks like a Fisher Price app or something like that, or like a Mario game. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Like Nintendo designed a navigation app, mm-hmm. um, but it is just dead useful. Like the I've really been sucked in by tagging like uh, different hazards or like road closures or like um, uh, radar 
um, traps that I see like out driving around between here and work and everywhere else. Like I've really been sucked into using Waze instead of Google or Apple Maps for uh, navigation in my car. I still, I think we've talked about it. I still use Apple Maps and Google for a few other things, but getting back and forth places, uh, Waze is the clear winner for me. Next uh, two apps actually are both stock iOS apps that had uh, one was introduced with iOS 10 and one had a major refresh. Really? First one. Yeah, first stock, one is... Stock iOS apps on your list. Okay. Yeah. And it for pretty clear reasons. First one is Photos, and that is because I loved the Memories uh, feature that they rolled out mm. for Photos that compiles uh, um, pictures that you've taken over certain stretches of time or in certain locations, and they stitch them together, put like a music bed under them. And it's it's really cool. Like to me... Uh, it, the problem with digital photos is you like take them and then you never see them again. Like this is a really neat way to actually like surface those memories. So maybe there would be like a top uh, or a 2016 memories that 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 app will serve me. That uh will be a nice look back at the year. Um, and then my last one is the Home app that was introduced in iOS 10, and that uh is just like a uh, uh, one app that every HomeKit enabled like Internet of Things device can communicate with. So I uh, spent the year getting a few smart home products. It, my house came with a smart door lock. Uh, I got some bulbs and I got a, uh, a light bulb and I got a thermostat. And the Home app is the thing that connects all those. So it's been fun playing around with that, customizing it for my house and setting up like automation. So... Yeah, actually, uh, had a couple stock system apps this year. My uh, favorite apps of 2016. Nice. Um, I really like your photos pick. That's not on my list, uh, but it really should be. Uh, that excellent choice for all the reasons that you said. I I love just having all of my photos immediately in the cloud on Apple servers. Yeah, and it kind of applies to the the Mac app as well too. Yeah. Same same reasons. Yeah, just that everything that you take is immediately on all of your devices, as long as they're Apple, is uh, really powerful. Yeah. All right, so what do you got? Top apps 2016. All right, so uh, duplicates. I've got uh, Antenna on my list as well. I, I could have had Photos. Um, and Oh, I, I guess that's it. Um, I also have TweetBot on my list, yeah. which uh, I, I don't think they put out. Classic. Their uh, latest update in 2016, um, I think that was in 2015, but still um, just like the gold standard of iOS apps, in my opinion, just continues to be solid, um, and uh, I love it. Um, Antenna, like you said, is the, in my opinion, far and away the best Reddit app. Um, I actually went through a phase a month or two ago where I was retrying out all of the Reddit apps that people recommended, and that did nothing but reaffirm that uh, Antenna is far and away the best. Um, I also got to have Overcast on my list. Of course. Um, my my podcast player of choice, I have introduced several people to Overcast uh, over 2016, uh, several coworkers and... Um, they've all become believers, which I think is a testament to how, how good it is, how solid it is, and how much of an improvement it is over the stock podcast player app. Um, and then let's see, um, 
The other app that I have that isn't in first place is uh, Motion Stills, actually. Did you get a chance to play with this at all? Oh, that's Google's app, right? That's Google's app, yeah, which turns Ah. live photos into um, steady, repeating uh, videos that you can export as GIFs or um, as short movies and send them all over the place, which is awesome, uh, especially with photos of uh, a little kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, once Connor started um, moving around and not just sitting wherever we put him, um, it, it became really, really hard to capture a picture of him. And you basically have to take a dozen to hopefully get one where he's not blinking or moving or fighting you. Um, but all of those other live photos turn into really interesting GIFs. Yeah. Uh, and so I've I've used motion stills to create some some really cool content. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, but number one, uh, of course, it's got to be Snapchat for my app of the year. Oh, yeah. Man. 100%. Duh. Duh. Um, I think that it is the most fun app. Uh, it is probably my favorite social network, even more than Twitter, especially uh, with all. It seems like all I try to follow all these tech people on Twitter, uh, but they're all political advocates now. Um, which, which is good and important, and I see the value in it, but uh, it's basically next to impossible to really be political on Snapchat unless you're like going to a political rally and you take pictures of it. Um, so uh, I think Snapchat allows you to be really creative, allows you to be funny. It's a great way of uh, killing some time, and I think that they do a lot of uh, really uh, bold choices with their UI and UX. That uh, like you touched on with antenna, uh, I think that uh, um, once you get used to them, that seems really really smart, and you want all apps to act that way, right? Yeah. Um, it's just that once you get used to them, that I think turns a lot of people off, and uh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, and the thing, uh, it, I, it's a crime that I didn't put Snapchat Snapchat on there. That's a great pick. Uh, and it's even funnier because in these last few months, I've been obsessively following uh, Snapchat's new hardware product, the Spectacles, that uh, uh, have been like very slowly coming oh, yeah. out. You can only get them from vending machines. And I, that is like one of the most interesting developments <laughs> that I've seen like over the last year. And I like really would like to get my hands on a pair. So maybe 2017 uh, will be the year of Snap for me. Okay, cool. Um, so that is top apps of 2016. Last category is, uh, unless I'm forgetting something, uh, last, last category is our top tech products of 2016. All right. So I'm, I'm going to start with kind of, uh, retreading over some ground. So I mentioned the home app was one of my top apps of the year. Uh, and just in general, the HomeKit ecosystem has been one of my favorite tech products, tech things. So that includes uh, all the Philips Hue light bulbs that I've gotten, which at this point is quite a few. Um, also, the smart thermostat that I had installed. I think we've talked about it. I did not go with the popular conventional option, the Nest. I went a different direction. You got the Ecobee, right? Right, yeah. That's compatible with Apple's HomeKit uh, system. And then I also have the Slage uh, Sense Smart Lock. So it's neat now having some automation in place to like 
unlock the door and turn on the indoor lights like when my car pulls up for instance like it's cool being able to do that kind of thing and it removes some friction um from things that you know are, are low hanging fruit in my routine like uh making sure to turn off all the outdoor lights before I leave in the morning for work like now I just don't worry about it they turn on uh when the sun uh sets and they turn off when the sun rises it's not anything i need to actually worry about so i really it's kind of a cheat answer again, but I really appreciate HomeKit as a whole. So that was one of my tech products. So uh, HomeKit was yes. one, and that encompasses all of those. Yeah, all exactly. Right. Good, good, uh, solid pick there, Marco. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, so some Bluetooth speakers that I picked up this year were uh, really left a big impression on Mary Beth and I. We listened to a lot of music uh, in our first year of home ownership. And that is from these speakers uh, from Logitech. It's the UE Boom and the uh, the Boom 2, actually, and the UE Roll speakers. Both of these are waterproof. We spend some time in our new swimming pool listening to music, hanging out on the deck, yeah. um, hanging out in our game room listening to music. And these are just, like, really quality Bluetooth devices, and that's been uh, really nice. Uh, and that they were, like, the primary way I was listening to music before my next pick came out, which is a combination of the iPhone 7 and Apple's new wireless AirPods, which have been like transformational in how I listen to music on the go. Uh, I really appreciate just how slick and cool the iPhone 7 is as a product. They made the controversial decision to drop the headphone jack. Courageous. And now, uh, yes, courageous decision. And now they uh, also have a wireless AirBud system uh that is dynamite just so easy to use um people are interested in it and it's been like a big conversation piece um but aside from the novelty of it they're just like seriously good earbuds i'm using them right now to record this podcast uh, i listen to them while i'm out doing uh yard work it's been nice so you know i've done some i raked up some leaves the other day and listened uh with them and it's just a great system the two of them together yeah. All right. I got one more and then that's it. I know that's kind of more than four. So I cheated a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. The last so, one... so far you've got yeah. AirBuds and iPhone 7 as a single category. You've got yep. Air, uh, uh, HomeKit. HomeKit. As, as another one. And then your, your speaker. Speakers. Yeah. Which your speakers, are two your separate Bluetooth products. speakers. Okay. And then number four. Also is not one product. <laughs> it's nice. a system of products. And that is the uh, Ego Power Plus uh, range oh, of lawn of care equipment. Yes. Yeah, this to me, like I almost forgot to throw this on here, but it was one of the things I was most excited about all year long. And uh, Ego has, it's a, it's a lawn care um, company. They have a lawnmower, snowblower, a string, string trimmer, hedge trimmer, leaf blower, and they all run on the same battery system. And these are like powerful batteries that last a while, recharge quickly. Like they're a great alternative to gas lawn care equipment. And I've just been over the moon about them. Like I've talked about them on this podcast. I've watched tons of YouTube videos. Like what Hamilton is to Adam, the Ego Power Plus line of uh, uh, equipment has been to me. Like it's been my obsession this year. So that uh, that's definitely been one of my favorite tech products of 2016. That's really cool. Uh, that you enjoy 
these uh these things that let you get yard work done which is usually i mean it's a chore right right so uh you, you like these tools that let you get the job done that must make uh getting yard work done that much more enjoyable for you yeah exactly it's a change of perspective it's something i enjoy doing i get to use my new toy you know yeah um all right really good list any any overlap here any overlap uh yeah a little bit just a little bit um the overlap would be uh two items on my list is uh the iphone 7 and the airpods um i upgraded from an iphone 6 to an iphone 7 so um everything on the 7 the camera the responsiveness of touch id i even love force touch on the iphone 7 um the uh the live photos which i didn't have um the removal of the headphone jack i actually do think is courageous um just everything on this uh on this uh, i love the the new black color on the back i think iphone oh, 7 yeah. really 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 solid uh uh I, I i like it a lot um the airpods for all the reasons uh that you mentioned i think they are incredible they're really good headphones um, I do have a couple of gripes with them. Um, I have some kind of a bug going on where uh, if I have the iOS simulator running, the audio quality drops to pretty much nothing. Oh, wow. I, like, it's pretty terrible. But other than that, they are uh, just fantastic. Hopefully this is a software bug that can get fixed so uh, I can use them everywhere. Um after our last episode, I started running on the treadmill with my AirPods hooked up to Apple TV um, so that I could listen to Apple TV audio through the AirPods. Works fantastic. They don't fall out of my ears. Um, I, it has led to me running on the treadmill much, much, much more. I've probably run like uh, a half dozen times. Um, I, I tend to, to run at night now, which I wasn't doing before. Um, so yeah, I think AirPods really, really, uh, solid. Look at you, man. You're going to crush those half marathons. I know. Yeah. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> um, other items on my list, um, I've got the PS4 Pro, which, uh, didn't have a PS4 before. Got the PS4 Pro recently. I think it is so, so, so cool. Um, one of my favorite things is that, um, I basically don't have to have any physical, physical discs and any games that I want to play, I can just download them, which is perfect because I don't want to have to worry about discs, but also, um, I've got a 18 month old who would, yeah. uh, grab those and push them out of the PlayStation four and chew them and slide them across the floor and stuff. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that I don't uh, have to rely on that physical media. Um, plus it's going to let me one day, hopefully once I save my pennies, uh, play the PlayStation VR, which I think is going to be pretty amazing. Um, but that's, I guess, speculative, speculative reasons. Um, also on my list, I have, uh, CarPlay, which I have only been living with for about two weeks now. Um, but it is amazing. Uh, oh, it is, it is so cool. It's transformational. Yeah, I uh I think I'm going to have to write a blog post about how good it is. And it it's uh it's a sort of thing that once uh like it it's starting to become more mainstream. And I think once people get used to CarPlay, I think it's going to uh reach this inflection point where people are basically going to demand it from auto manufacturers. It's a uh, it's that good. 
Yeah, I'm really jealous of you to play with that one. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, but my number one tech product of 2016 is a product that did not come out in 2016. It in fact came out in 2015, and that is the Apple TV. Um, I love all three of my Apple TVs. It's basically how I consume all of my TV and movies. And uh, when I'm listening to music, it's great to airplay to. Um, like I said, I've been watching an Apple TV while I've been running. Um, I have developed an app for the Apple TV that I'm really proud of, Binge, um, that uh, lets you uh, watch your Plex movies and TV shows. Um, and developing that has been really, really fun. Um, I, so I got the PlayStation 4, which is on my list as a top tech product. Uh, and I was trying to use that as my YouTube slash, uh, Plex player for a little while, which was okay. Um, but then I, uh, so after like a month maybe of using the PlayStation 4, mainly I went back to the Apple TV and uh, I was basically like, oh no, th this this is way, way, way better than the PlayStation 4. Um, so uh, everything is just smooth. Um, there's, you know, areas to improve. I, uh, I think the thing that they did where they turned the, what was once the home button into a, a button to uh, the TV launch button. the TV app. Yeah, uh, terrible. Uh, I don't think that that should be the default. Maybe it could be an option. Um, I'm just glad that I can turn that off. Um, but uh, Yeah, that app's yeah. useless to me. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've got three of them, uh, one on every floor of my house. Um, I use all three of them regularly now. Um, I just, I think that it's really, really solid. Man, surprise pick, but uh, uh, not that surprising once you give the reasons. I think overall, uh, Apple's the big winner here in 2016 for us. Well, yeah, I mean, we are Apple fanboys, let's be honest. It's true, it's but, true. But yeah, definitely uh, a good Apple year. And also, since Apple stuff is expensive, that doesn't leave, at least for me, doesn't leave much room in my budget for trying out other uh other tech products yeah fair point yeah um so uh that's it that's the last category man we did it that was like a marathon dude it, it was pretty good though hopefully uh it was enjoyable for the listeners um and hopefully 2016 was um tolerable at least for everyone and hopefully 2017 is just absolutely fantastic for everybody and we have uh hopefully at the end of 2017 we're looking back and we're like yeah 2017 it really kicked 2016's butt yeah well dude i gotta say like at the rate we're going right now it's gonna be a great tech down year this has been an awesome episode I think uh we're really starting the year off right yeah agreed uh you wanna you wanna wrap this one up yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's get some plugs out of the way. So if you're interested in hearing uh, more from me outside of these Tech Down episodes, uh, follow me on Twitter. It is at Aaron Comp. I'm also on Snapchat. Uh, add me. My name is Aaron Comp there, however you do that. Uh, and then this show is also on Twitter. It is Tech Down FM. Uh, we have a website, which is www.techdown.fm. And uh, Adam, how can the audience find you? Uh, I have a website that I maintain sometimes. That's www.adamcomp.com. 
I'm on Twitter at Adam Comp. Snapchat username is Adam Comp. And uh, I think that's everything. I think that covers it, man. All right. 2016. It's over with. It's in the bag. Yep. Double tap. Yep, let it fly. <laughs>